0: Our first message this afternoon is from Mr. Ken Barton. It is entitled, Who Are We Worshipping? Everything works well until it doesn't. They found that some noise that you guys are hearing is from this wire, and it's very sensitive. So we tried putting it in one specific place on me. The problem is me is a little bigger, probably from the feast. But whenever I move, just right it pops this thing right off the clip. So rather than keep trying that and breaking that, I decided to move it. So you're getting it? It's working. Thank you. Who are we worshiping? On day four of the Feast of Tabernacles we just got through with, I had a message that I brought was why are we here? The gist of that message is that we are here to worship and learn about God, more more about God and how to serve Him. And share him with the world. Because that's basically what the apostles did. Work for them. Still working, I think. So, this is some of what the Bible tells me. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I don't have any problem with that. I'm right on board. So then we go to John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. I don't have any problem with that. I want to share with you why I feel the need to bring this message. In the last year, people that I know and care about have declared that Jesus is not the Christ or the Messiah. They've told me and told others that through their studies, they've come to believe Messiah is still to come. I have a problem with that. This grieves me because in the scriptures, I read what Jesus told his disciples as he was sending them out. Matthew ten, thirty-two and 33. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. That scares me. John the Baptist, when he was questioned by the church authorities, readily told them that he wasn't the Christ, nor was he a, any great reincarnated apostle or prophet. I'm sorry. John one twenty-three. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. The next day John gives witness to what he was told would happen and what he saw. In, in verse 29, he says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After he comes, after me, I'm sorry, comes a man, which is preferred before me, be, for he was before me. Now we know if we're talking earthly, and I won't cover it. Go read that. But John was six. Was what three months before? Anyway, when Mary was told, uh, John's mom uh, Elizabeth was already six months. So you do the math. <laughs> John in thirty-one, he says, and I knew him not. But that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. So God just sent me. He said go start baptizing with water. And I will show you. Who. And John bare record. Saying I saw the spirit. Descending from heaven like a dove. And it abode upon him. And I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water. The same said to me. Upon whom whom you shall see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. John didn't set out to name Jesus as the Christ. He was doing what God had told him, baptizing people. He simply states what he was told to look for and what that would mean. And then he testified to what he saw. He didn't have a preconceived agenda. He was just doing what God told him to do. How, is import- how important is it that we believe in Jesus? John three fourteen. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. That sounds pretty important to me. Why? Because there is power in the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. We read about Peter and John. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. Before the ninth hour. Being the ninth hour. And a certain man laying from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go in, asked them for some money. That's what he did. as his job. <clears throat> and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Then he gave heed to them. Expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand. Lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. He was pretty excited. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat at alms, four alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened. Peter and John understood the power and authority of Jesus when they were brought before the council. In chapter 4 verse 1. They spake unto the people. The priests and the captain of the temple. And the Sadducees came upon them. Being grieved. That they taught the people. And preached through Jesus. The resurrection of the dead. They were sad you see. Because they didn't believe in that. <clears throat> they laid hands on them. And put them in the hold. Unto the next day. For it was now even time. No, they laid hands on them. It wasn't like we lay hands on folks. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of them was about 5,000. So that's pretty good. Even when they're going to jail, people are believing. It came to pass on the morrow, their rulers, and elders, and scribes, and Annas, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and as many as were kindred of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they'd set them in the midst, they asked, By what power? Or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known to you all. I think they're Southern boys, wasn't they? Be it known to you all. And to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is a stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw how bold Peter and John were, and perceived they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled to acknowledge of them that they'd been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they couldn't say anything against it. <coughs> when they'd commanded them, "Go aside outside the meeting." they had a little meeting. I'm going to kind of paraphrase some of this because it's just long. So what are we going to do with these guys? You know, indeed, a notable miracle has happened, and it's been, that it's been done by them, it's manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we can't deny it, but we can't let it go any further either, right? I mean, this is threatening work, this is threatening our whole deal here, okay? So, let's threaten them. They can't use his name anymore, Okay? called him in, commanded them to not speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. Peter and John didn't quite go along with the program. Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than God, judge you. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God which was done. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was shown. So they they couldn't say it was a mistake. He (laughs) He really wasn't lame. You know, he was just faking it for 40 years. You're waiting on this anyway. So there was another example of the power of Jesus found in Acts 19. Start at 11. God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. I guess you guys are going to, ladies are going to, maybe. You'll have to let me know if you study this part. So that from his body were brought unto the sick, handkerchiefs or aprons, and diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. And let me tell you right now, it was not because of Paul. It was because of the name of Jesus. It was because of the power of Jesus, the only begotten Son of God. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus. Here's a hint, guys. If you don't have it, don't use it. Saying, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priest, which did so. Didn't turn out like they wanted. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. I'm betting they didn't try that again. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, more power. I'm going to leap right on up to chapter 5, verse 17. Just some examples of the power of God. Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation. I know I should have read the one ahead of that to tell you why, but trust me. And they laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go, stand in the speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and talked. The high priest came, and they that were with him and called the council together, and all the senate of the children, this was a big deal, of Israel sent to the prison to have them brought when the officers came, found them not in the prison, they returned and said, prison's truly locked up, shut, tight, you know, but there's no man there. And so when the priest and captain of the temple and chief priests heard these, they doubted of them where this would grow. And then came one and told them, saying, behold, the men you put in prison, well, they're at the temple, you're in the wrong place, <coughs> they're teaching people. So they went then went the captain with the officers, brought them without violence, because they feared the people lest they should get stoned. People aren't stupid. Maybe some of our politicians will figure that out, but anyway. <clears throat> and when they had brought them, he set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Didn't we tell you not to do this? Didn't we command you not to teach in his name? And behold, you fill Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. God has exalted him with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to them that obey him. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart, and took counsel to slay them. Then stood up one, one guy, finally, a Pharisee, named Gal- Gal- Gamaliel, doctor of law. And he, guys, come over here. Now listen. We had a fellow named Theudas. He boasted himself to be somebody. And about 400 men joined themselves to this guy. And then he was slain. I don't know if all 401 of them were slain or just, uh, just Theudas. And all the believers of him scattered. And it's gone. It's nothing. You know, it all came to naught. After this, man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of taxes, Took a lot of people away after him. Okay, He died. Everybody who was following him dispersed. So now I want to tell you guys, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. This guy was actually pretty sharp. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest haply you be found, even to fight against God. And to him they agreed. And when they called the apostles and beat them, they commanded them, they should not go and speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. When they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. So, what difference does it make whether Jesus is the Messiah or not? All the difference in the world. The reason Gamaliel gave for leaving the disciples alone was that if Jesus wasn't the Christ, then the Jesus movement wouldn't last. It's over 2,000 years so far and it's lasting pretty good, isn't it? So, does that mean Satan's going to give up? Because 2,000 years, you know, never mind, just forget it. No, gee, Satan is not going to give up. Satan hates you, me, pretty much everybody in here just for being here. And he's not going to quit. <clears throat> so, if there's any way he can get people to turn aside, even now, he will. If he can get people to think, no, it's not. Jesus isn't it. Jesus isn't the one. Then he'll do that. Because every one of them that he can destroy, he wants to destroy. Because he knows he's going to be destroyed. He wants to take as many of them as they can. There's a reason that we believe in the name of Jesus. Because he is our salvation. Jesus healed me when I was little. From severe grand mal seizures, had them on a regular basis, taking medicine, having running tests to find out what was going on, did not bother them a bit. I had severe grand mal seizures. My parents took me to Calvary Temple in Oakland, California. They got the, the little Pompeian olive oil bottle out. I can still see it. anointed me with olive oil prayed over me I've never had another one I am not turning my back on Jesus he is the Christ that is the way it is so the difference I want to share one thing sure. something that I heard there's a, there's a company that I buy stuff from for health <clears throat> the founder of it I've heard the, found, the three founders give their witness and two of them were long, lifelong Christians the guy that was the, the president of the company at the time was not he didn't need Jesus that's just a crutch I'm a good businessman, and he was. Still is, as far as I know. I don't need that. If you guys want Jesus for a crutch, fine, keep him. That works great. But I don't need him. And so one of the other guys who, and I I don't remember if it was the lead uh, research physiologist with Carrington Laboratories or medical doctor, that got to visiting with him. He said, well, who do you think Jesus is? I think he's a good guy. You know, he, as far as I know, he always did, did good. You know, healed people. Probably a prophet. Okay. What does the Bible say that he is? I don't know. Well, let's find out. So they read there's no other name given. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now all you've got to do is figure out either Jesus is the Son of God and is our salvation, as he said, or well, he's the biggest liar that ever came down the pike. you just got to figure out for yourself. He said, you know, it is scary when you realize that you've been calling God a liar. He's now a Christian. That's the difference in command.